Welcome to another episode of Making Magic with your host, Bradley Morris from Magic Media. This is the go-to show for purpose-driven creators to get inspired with innovative new ideas to produce your educational content, build thriving online communities, and turn your message into a movement. Hey, everybody. Uh, as you know, I'm Bradley, and welcome to today's session. Allegra, thanks for having me. Thanks for taking the time. Uh, my intention for this is that it's highly beneficial that you all take a furious amount of notes, that you get creatively inspired, and that you walk away from the session be like, oh shit, I got a whole bunch of e-courses I could actually go create, like starting now. So that's that's the main goal. Um, I'm going to give like a, a two-minute background on me and my history with e-courses and leveraging my life's work and building passive income streams through online courses uh, before I get into like the actual presentation part of the presentation. I'm going to save all questions for the end. So if you have questions come up at certain points while I'm talking, please feel free to put those in the chat. Allegra will file those to the side and we'll do a rapid fire Q&A at the end of the session today. Uh, hopefully all of you have like 30 minutes after the session today to do some exercise work because um, I'm probably not going to do the exercise work I had intended so we can do more time on the Q&A side of things. Um, so there are going to be some exercises that I'm going to encourage you to go do. So uh, my background in the online learning space, uh, I launched my first video on YouTube ever in 2007. It went viral. It led me to do speaking tours around North America for about two years. I then started teaching meditation workshops uh, between 2009 and 2012. I, I led 500 workshops and retreats around the world. And then um, I got tired of doing that. And I decided to put all my meditation work online in 2012. Uh, I spent the next couple of years just learning how to build courses and spreading my work. Uh, and that's now spread to about 70 plus countries. And, and I have passive income from seven or eight different meditation apps, companies, um, and places like that around the internet that, that pay me either monthly, quarterly, or annually for the work I did a long time ago. Um, and so licensing your work is definitely something I have experience in. And uh, so then I started teaching people to build courses. And then about five and a half years ago, we started to reimagine what online learning could be. And we decided that online learning should be fun and exciting and engaging, just like all the other wonderful things that we pay attention to on the internet, like videos and games and social media and all that thing. So our philosophies with Magic Media is to merge those things and make learning more awesome. Um, and so today I want to talk about mini courses. I feel like I've been saying this for probably five years ago. I have a, an article that said mini courses are the way of the future. And I still believe that, uh, the human attention span is shorter than it's been for, uh, probably ever. And, uh, that means, you know, those long, my first course that I ever launched was like a 40 day vision quest on meditation. And it was awesome. People loved it. And a 40 day vision quest is not a great entry level program. It's not a great first course to create something that's simpler, easier to digest, um, is what we want to do for the people that are going to go through our courses. So got a little slide. Can you see the slide? All right. We're good there. Yeah, we can see it. Okay, perfect. So today, um, 
I want to get you inspired about the possibilities um, that if you were to take your coaching practice and start building courses, um, that it won't be as hard or complicated as, as the story you might be telling yourself. So let's start by what is, what is a mini course or what is an online course? Ultimately, uh, just like your coaching practice, you're working with people and those people are coming to you to go on a journey to get to a destination. So your job is to basically take them from where they are, the bottom of the mountain, on a journey all the way to the top of the mountain to where they want to be. And the idea is to get them there in as few steps as possible. People come to you as a coach or as an expert or guide because you have been there, you've done that, and you know some of the shortcuts and you know how to avoid some of the uh, places where maybe you've stumbled and fallen before. And your job is, as a guide is to help get them to the top of the mountain the easiest, the quickest, the most effective and efficient way possible. So ultimately, a course is a step-by-step -step guided process. Today, what I'm doing for you is not a course. This is a presentation. There's a very, very big difference. I am not necessarily guiding you step-by-step -step to build your mini course. I am giving you the information and the inspiration you need to go forward and build your own mini course. So a course and a presentation or a webinar are two very different things. A course would be broken down into individual smaller steps to take people from where they are to a specific result or transformation. Whereas this is giving you the information you need to go forward and maybe go through a course or to go build your own course. So the thing I love about mini courses, um, one, they facilitate one outcome or one result. So, you know, you're not trying to, uh, when building a mini course, you're not trying to give people all of the wisdom you've gained in your entire life. You're trying to help them get a really specific, tangible result that can be promised on a sales page. And like, I'm going to take you from here to here if you go through my course. And the here to here might be, I'm going to help you develop a 10-minute breath practice every single day. I'm going to help you organize your calendar in the next 10 days. I'm going to help you to lose four pounds in four weeks. Whatever it is, the idea is that it needs to be tangible and specific. It, you know, a, a lot of sales pages can be um, a little bit fluffy and vague. And the more specific you are about the result you're going to lead people towards, the better. Another thing it's great for is it's a do-it-yourself style with less one-on-one -on -one support. So, um, you know, when we started talking with Allegra, like her, her coaching practice was pretty much at capacity for where she could take it. So we had an initial session that was like, well, what could you do to leverage all of the work that you're doing by building a membership and by creating you know, your own library, your own sandbox to play and create courses and create content and webinars and bring in guest teachers and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, the idea of a mini course is that it's taking the pressure off of you and your calendar and it opens you up to more possibilities for facilitating transformation without having to be fully present 
with the people that are going through your processes. The other thing about mini courses is that um, you're creating fewer steps and less time for people to get to that result. So you're trying to condense and consolidate um, what you've learned and what you know into as few steps as possible to get them to where they're trying to go. So it saves them time, it saves you time, uh, and ultimately, it creates more value for you and your one-on-one -on -one time or your one-to-few time. So, you know, for me, because we've got this incredible library of online courses, um, it has absolutely amplified what I'm able to charge for my one-on-one -on -one or consulting or partnership projects that we do. Um, because if people can't afford what it is that we're doing, they can access me through our masterminds, which are by the group, and they can access us through all of the courses and resources that we've been building over the years that will still take them to that result. It just, um, it just won't require all of me to be there and support the facilitation of their transformation. And ultimately, they're awesome for leveraging your life's work. Um, you know, the purpose of building a course library is so that everything that's inside of you can live somewhere outside of you. So that if you were to leave planet Earth today, your legacy would be left behind on the internet. That you would still be able to change people's lives, to share your stories, to share your wisdom, your skills, and your gifts long after you're gone. And for me, like with my meditation work, um, I haven't taught a meditation class for years, but my meditations have impacted hundreds of thousands of people. I get emails every week. People purchase my, my, my meditation courses every week. Like it is something that has lived on long after my career as, as a meditation teacher. And it's allowed me, by putting all of that work online, it's allowed me to move on from that chapter. Um, I was ready to move on from it, but I didn't want the work to die when I chose to go do something different with my life. And so by putting it online, it's allowed it to live far beyond um, where I wanted it, where I wanted to take it personally. And it's impacted, I mean, I was teaching meditation in three or four different countries um, over the years of me teaching those workshops. And I mean, it's probably 70 or 80 countries around the world have people that do my meditations daily. So it's one of those things like it has fully leveraged that body of work. I've now built many other bodies of work while that stuff is still spreading around the world. So it is ultimately there to leverage your life's work. So the first thing, get your notepad, get your paper, just start writing down your assets. Take some inventory of what you're already teaching, what you already know, what you already do in your coaching practice, what assets you already have created, and what processes you facilitate. So think about the tools and techniques that you use or have learned over your lifetime that have supported you to get you to where you are now. 
sure, some of those tools and techniques may not be things that you're presently using, but they may be things that have helped you to get over certain obstacles in your life along the journey. And those tools and techniques might be really helpful and beneficial to somebody that's just a little ways back on their journey. Think about all of the exercises you facilitate in your coaching sessions, or if you teach workshops, what are the exercises you're giving people in those workshops that you could use or turn into a course that helped to facilitate that process on autopilot? What is your inspirational wisdom? Um, what are the stories that you have from your own life that could inspire other people? Um, what are the philosophies that you draw from? How can you teach those to more people? Think about the processes you guide. Do you have step-by-step -step processes? You know, when you work with a client on a 30-day stint or a 90-day process, you know, what is that process and what parts of that process can be broken down into courses that may not necessarily require you to be the one they're guiding? And then the final thing is at the end of your sessions with a client, what homework are you assigning? I mean, all of these things, one, two, three, four, five here, these five different things, your tools and techniques, the exercises, the inspirational wisdom, the processes you get and the homework you sign, all of these things can make fantastic bases for a mini course that's guiding somebody to a really specific result. And they would be delivered as videos, audios, workbooks, exercises, discussion forums, and live sessions. Like this is basically what makes up a mini course. You don't have to have all of these things in a mini course. You could have some of them. Um, if you're in the, the world of transformational work, guided audios are like the way to, to facilitate transformation. Instead of people watching a screen with a video of you, they put on some headphones, they close their eyes and they go on a journey. You know, the exercises and workbooks, getting people to actually self-reflect or go do a real world action that creates a real world result. Um, creating a, a discussion forum for us. And I know for Allegra, like we're using Mighty Networks because it's probably the best tool out there for getting people connected in an online space while going through transformational processes. And then obviously video production and doing live sessions, just like the one we're in right now. That's what make, those are the ingredients that make up the mini course that help to facilitate whatever transformation it is that you're trying to guide. And when you add all those things up, you get transformations on autopilot. All of a sudden, you know, it does take effort to create your courses and to build a course library. It's, it's not easy. Uh, and there's, there are a lot of steps, but once you, once you create your first, um, you understand what goes into doing it. So that's why I always tell people like start with a small mini course to begin with that guides a specific result that people are often asking about that would be easy enough for you to design the curriculum around. And then you can grow from there. But just that feeling of um, being able to go to bed and wake up and somebody has purchased one of your products that you created while you're sleeping is a wonderful thing. And if you just keep at it and you keep creating really high quality offerings, um, it, it only keeps growing. 
you know, the number of people that are going to keep signing up, it just keeps growing if you stick with it. And for me, um, when I decided I didn't want to do meditation or teach workshops anymore, and I just wanted to put it online, I gave myself five years. I said, for the next five years, um, so that I can develop the level of freedom that I'm hoping for in my life to be able to do the things I want, which at that time I wanted to play professional golf, which I'm now doing. I, I gave myself a five-year timeline of, I'm going to just learn everything I can about online learning, about like building courses and launching courses and doing it. And that's what I did. And I mean, by the time I got to five years, that was fully supporting my lifestyle. It was uh, I mean, it still wasn't easy. It was sometimes it was month to month in that, but it was supporting me to live in a beautiful location. And I had enough knowledge that I could keep creating and launching and, and making my way in life. And then I started to teach people how to build courses and, and then the rest is kind of history. So just to go over some of the benefits of building your mini course library in case you're not sold yet. One, it makes your work more accessible to more people. So for me, when I was teaching meditation, um, I was working, you know, I'd have a group show up and there'd be two or three up to 25 to 50 people per workshop. And I was always limited by the size of the room or my ability to market those workshops. Whereas when you build online products like a mini course, you make it accessible to the whole world and that's amazing. It allows you to create more streams of income. Um, I mean, I definitely have as far as like my courses and partnership projects and licensing deals. Um, I have double digit income streams that come in either, you know, daily, monthly, quarterly, or annually. And so the more assets you create for your business, the more valuable your business becomes, the more people you're able to serve and the more income you're able to generate. Whereas if you're just doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, you're always limited by how many hours you have in a day and how much mental, emotional, and spiritual bandwidth you have to hold space for people. Your mini course library, um, it could be used for multiple purposes. One is when somebody purchases a coaching program, it could become an upsell. Or two, you use it as integration work for people who have been working with you. Um, or you use it as homework between sessions of like, okay, we just did this session. Now, you know, go do this section of the mini course before our next session. And so you can really use it as a framework to guide your one-on-one -on -one clients or bring people into your one-on-one -on -one coaching programs by having them start off going through a mini course. Another wonderful thing is it stops you from having to repeat yourself all the time. Um, you know, if you think about all the advice you give or the processes that you facilitate, um, chances are you repeat yourself quite a lot. You give the same advice, you facilitate the same exercises, so having a mini course, essentially, um, it releases that part of your job uh, of having to say those things again so that you can grow into whatever's next for you, that you can start to develop new tools and new techniques or, you know, go learn some new skills 
well, that other stuff is on autopilot. I mean, for me, like having, you know, I learn, I grow, I transform, I create a course, I move on. And uh, it's helped me to really move forward in my own life and with my business in, in amazing ways. So again, like your mini courses can be exercises for paid clients. So when they sign up for a coaching program, it could include your mini course. And eventually, like Allegra, you can build a membership site for yourself. If you have enough courses and you have enough um, things that you can offer a community, it could become a, a monthly membership that people subscribe to where you can create regular courses and classes and webinars and all the things. It could just be this amazing thing. And, and definitely subscription model is a beautiful way to go because it, it creates, um, it creates more uh, consistent, repeatable income on a monthly basis. Sure, you still have to create value, but uh, as Kevin Kelly, the, the founder of Wired Magazine says, all you really need is a thousand true fans in your life. If you can find your thousand true fans, you know, you can live a very successful existence as an entrepreneur and as a, a creator. So, you know, if you find that group of people that just love and purchase and want to be a part of everything you create, then a membership model might be a really great way forward for you. And finally, you get paid more money for your one-on-one -on -one services. You probably instantly get to double your one-on-one -on -one services because you have all these other resources available for people to go through. And so it instantly gives you a pay raise by creating these professional high quality products for people to consume and go through and be transformed by. But if they want you, they're going to pay for that. And people will. Some people I'm one of them for sure is I would much rather work with the real person than go through the course. And so, you know, I'm, I'm the type of person that I'll, I'll pay to work with the real person. Um, and there's a lot of people out there, but there's also tons of people, probably more people that would be stoked to just go through a really awesome course with you and maybe have the occasional mastermind or live session or, um, or like group conversation inside of a community forum. So this is the exercise. Um, you might want to screen, take a screenshot of this homework uh, to do. And I would say set your timer for 30 to 60 minutes, no more than 60 minutes, and just rough in a plan. So number one, take inventory of your tools and processes. Number two, choose one of those. One of those things that could lead to a specific result and create, uh, my apologies for the spelling mistake right there, uh, and create a mini course framework around it. Uh, basically, once you come up with the topic, think about, okay, what do I have to do? What are the steps to get them from where they are to where they want to be? And with mini courses, lessons are to be short. I mean, you want to keep a, a each lesson and each step along the way, you know, if you can, under five minutes where you're like, here's what I'm teaching, here's the lesson, or the, and, and go do this exercise, take the next step, then go to the next thing. Like you're trying to move people along fast so they can go, get results, and move on with their life. Next, after that, uh, map out how each part is delivered. So what is gonna be video? What is gonna be audio? What are the exercises gonna be? 
what is what are the group conversations you want to have and so like each lesson should have some form of action to take that they actually take a real step in the real world to get some results um, and then think about how you're going to make it cool so for magic media we coined a term called themification uh, which is essentially where you turn your course into a world by giving it some form of theme. With our, our flagship course, The Grady Course Adventure, um, we use the metaphor of climbing a mountain. So we shot it all on green screen, which you don't have to do. But we tried to make it as cool as possible by taking people on this, this journey up a metaphorical mountain and uh, to build their course. Because for us, like building a course is kind of like climbing a mountain. It's beautiful and it's fun and it's hard. And every once in a while you get these incredible views and then, you know, launching the course is like getting to launch summit. Another way to make it cool. I mean, you know, if you watch enough YouTube videos and videos online, if you start to pay attention to how things are shot, you can start to mirror the way you produce your own courses um, by, by just modeling what's working and what you personally pay attention to. So I would say, you know, start paying attention to what you're paying attention to online and how do you model that in your own courses and your own media that you're creating. Once you have a step-by-step -step framework and very basic, uh, like a lesson storyboard, then you're going to script and actually create a video storyboard of like writing the scripts for each lesson and then getting yourself prepared to shoot. So writing a storyboard of what you need to shoot. Um, and, and we're doing a, a produce your magic trailer um, uh, class right now. And uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that are required to get ready to produce. And so, um, you know, just making some really clear checklists of what you need to do, who's going to be your videographer, what are you going to wear, where are you going to shoot, what sort of shots do you need to get, all that sort of stuff to map it out. Then book your date, shoot the video, edit it, edit the audios, edit the workbooks, upload it to a platform, whether it's Mighty Networks, Podia, Thinkific, Wistia, there's so many, and then launch it. And I would even say, you know, in there, when you come up with the idea, and this is something we always do, it's something Allegra is doing right now. Once you have the idea and you have the step-by-step -step process mapped out, I would add in there, start pre-selling it. Give yourself, whether it's four weeks or six weeks, to pre-sell it. The pre-sales help to fund the building of it. It also validates what you're doing. Um, and, and then, you know, it, it shows you that people actually want it. And once you have people actually pre-purchasing, um, you know, it's, it kind of puts a fire under your butt to get the thing done. And that was actually what happened for me. I was, I just finished facilitating a, uh, a retreat in Peru years ago. And uh, it was my final retreat I led as a meditation teacher. And I had a few weeks up there and I was like, I'm ready to make this transition. And I had the idea for my first course. I started shooting the videos at the retreat center that I was staying in above Cusco. And uh, a guy who was staying down the road came into the, this, the retreat, the gardens where I was staying, where I was shooting my first videos. And he's like, what are you doing? I told him about the meditation course I was doing. And he reached into his pocket and he gave me $100. And uh, he's like, I want to be your first, your first customer. And I was like, holy shit, this works. And so that was my first taste of like, as soon as that first sale came in, I was like, 
I can make money making online courses. Like the, the product validation is such a, an amazing part of the journey. Um, and it's probably the scariest for people because you're selling something that doesn't actually exist fully in the world yet because it's still something in your brain. But in the process of making your sales page, pre-selling it, communicating the value, mapping it out, all these things, it really, um, it just helps you to have the confidence to go out there, create it, launch it and share it with people. And the thing is, is like, always have, if you're pre-selling something, always have, let people know you're the first group that's going to go through this and you're getting a hell of a good deal which means I'm going to be asking for feedback on how I can improve it for future groups. You know, when you pre-sell something, you, you give the best deal that will ever be given um, so that people don't have the expectation that it's going to be perfect. It doesn't need to be perfect when it's your first time through. You do the best you can with the resources you have and, you know, produce as, as good a video quality as you can, but it doesn't have to be perfect. So that is, that is my very um, rapid fire presentation on mini courses. Basically, you know, the summary is if you're running a coaching practice and you're actually working with people right now, um, you can and should have mini courses. Uh, it's going to free up your time. It's going to increase your ability to make more money. It's going to be uh, your creative bliss. I mean, essentially our main philosophy at Magic Media is make art. So don't just make a course, make something that is a, a full expression of who you are, who you want to be in the world. Let your, your unique sparkle and passion shine on the internet. And that's what's going to help set you apart from other people that are creating things on the internet. And I can take a breath. Awesome. So I, there are some questions that have come through, so we'll, we'll totally get to those. And I just want to share too, um, you know, that piece around, I, I posted for those of you here who are in my community, if you saw like that radio show resource that I put out a couple weeks ago, um, like while the production stuff is really exciting, that's something that I want to learn about more. I also just want to flag like, don't let that piece hold you up. Because if you look at my stuff, I'm making these videos in my office. It's just me. I'm talking. I create a PDF. Um, and so just keep that in mind too. If any part of the artistic production side is at all feeling like a barrier, know yep. that that part will evolve over time. And, um, and also too, like if you're thinking about some of these and workshopping them, like I, this is the space that I love to brainstorm and play. So for those of you who end up in Misfit to Maverick, if you're on this call and you're just like, oh my gosh, I have some ideas, like this is the kind of project I would love for you to bring into our conversations in that space because it's, it's really quite creative and fun. Totally um, agree with that. And so one of the other things that I've been repeating for about 10 years that always helped me to move forward and just like create what I'm able to create right now. And it was yeah. ABC, which is always be creating. If you're always creating, you're always learning, you're always growing, you're always improving, which means what you create now will not be your best work. What you create next time will be better than this work yeah. and just keep creating and you'll always improve. And that's all that really matters. I mean, we're all here playing a long game. You know, this isn't yeah. just like a get rich and go retire and live in a hammock on a beach. This is a, <laughs> this is our life's work. And so 
you know, if this is what we're here to do in the world, um, don't hold yourself back by, by holding on to perfection. Obviously, be creatively inspired by some of the, the tips that we have. Do your best to apply the ones that feel like they're doable for you. But, yeah. you know, don't spend six months building a mini course that you're not sure if anybody wants. It's better to just like create it and let that burst of creative energy come through you put it out, get the feedback from the world of whether people like it or not. If they don't like it, who cares? Go create another thing. Yeah. You know, that I listen, like the first meditations I ever produced, the quality was so terrible, but people liked me. So they put up with them. And then, you know, eventually I was making enough money and the product was validated that we spent an entire year reproducing 48 different tracks and like making custom music for everyone. And we, we reinvested what we were making into making new tracks. But the first ones, like my original library was the techniques were fantastic, but the quality of recording were awful. Yeah. And the tools are there now. Like you can record a video on your iPhone and create a PDF on Google docs. And like, you know, just, I love that you're sharing that and reflecting that when you start, like you work with what you're comfortable with and don't let it keep you from getting that creative stuff out. Yeah. Um, all right. So I want to turn to some questions and we'll start up at the top. I'll scroll up and I'll just shoot them your way. Let's see. So the first question that came through was from Brianna and she said, um, are these courses that you sell or a freebie you use to hook them to buy your course? And Brianna had her hand up. Can we, can we bring her in? Sure. Brianna, if you want to unmute yourself. There you go. Hey, okay. Well, you answered that question for me, but I have a, like a dozen more that came up. But I think, um, can you hear me? Okay, yep. I don't know how to lower my hand. There it goes. Um, okay. I think, yeah, this is exciting. Thank you so much for doing this. Um, I, I feel like where I get, like I get overwhelmed easily. So um, I, I've been working with clients one-on-one -on -one now for about two years. Um, I have a program that I, I guide them through. Um, but a lot of it's, it's, it's open when I work one-on-one -on -one with clients, but I've taken a lot of what I've learned and the challenges that they've had. And now I've, I have my first group program. We're kind of in the middle of it right now. It's a three week, three month course. And, um, I feel like, like you said, create several mini courses and that feels like, I don't even know how I would break it up. Like, I just, like, I feel like what I want to do is create the best, most robust course and put everything I know in it it doesn't have to be perfect now, but it's like when I iterate on it, I want to do it even better next time. And I'm just kind of wondering if you could give some thought into how do we split that up? Like, should I be going for more mini courses or what about making like one big brand course that covers everything? And then the second part, it's similar to this is selling into the course. I know I see a lot of people, like I see Allegra do this is create these like webinars or these training programs that are free to kind of reel people in and to give them a taste of it. And how do you separate the content you give there from the content that you're offering in your course? Thanks. Great question. Um, so obviously it's going to be unique to each of you. Um, what works for one will not work for all. If you've never created a course though, and your first course is a behemoth, uh, you're going to have the rude awakening that when you build courses, you're building a media company. Um, you're not just a teacher or a coach anymore. Uh, you know, you're, you're needing to create curriculums. You're needing to produce videos. You're needing to edit videos. You're needing to build a platform. You're needing to create autoresponders, set up shopping carts. There's, 
there's a lot of steps involved. And so my advice is to start small so that you don't get bogged down and overwhelmed by how many new things you have to learn. The new things you have to learn are not rocket science. They're all doable and there's tutorials and templates and technology is like a million times easier than what it was when I got started. Uh, like way easier that what exists now as far as a plug and play platform goes. It's so much easier. But if you were to turn your massive program into uh, a course, it's, it's going to take you a long time. And um, I, I've just seen way too many people who start but never complete um, because they get overwhelmed or life or, you know, their coaching practices taking up so much of their energy that the, the course creation process takes up less time. Um, and so that's like, that's number one. That's just like the reality of building courses is you're creating a media company. It's a media branch of your current coaching practice. So there's a learning curve there. Um, the other piece is, you know, if you think about, it doesn't even have to be a course per se. Let's just say you have a very, you know, there's three different guided meditations that you facilitate or like three different um, self-reflective exercises you guide. You could create those as a resource and sell them as a resource. So even if we remove the word course from the vocabulary and we just talk about resources of like, here's this process I guide all of my clients through and it's Basically, it's a guided audio meditation with a self-reflective journaling exercise, and it's going to lead you to X conclusions or X results. That is, you know, a course creating a, a set of resources. So, um, you know, if you were really committed to wanting to do your course as like trying to record what you already have, the first step, like your first version is to do the best live version of it you possibly can. So say it's a 12 week course, do a weekly live Zoom call with a professional presentation and really specific exercises that people are to do over the next seven days to get ready for the next session. Like that would be, that's a great beta test. It may not be like an evergreen product that people purchase and go through all the time because you record a live session different than you record an evergreen session. Um, it's a different type of production that you're going for. For live, I can ramble on and on and on. And because we can all see each other and we have this energy bubble that we're, we're contained inside of, I can ramble and you're all still here. And whereas if I'm rambling inside of an online course and it's evergreen and there's no accountability and, I'm, and the teacher's not actually looking at you in one of these little tiny squares, um, people are more likely to just like pop off to Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever they go do their, their binging. And so uh, that's just, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend um, creating a, like a premium paid course that is the rec a recording of a series of webinars. Um, but having like a live group going through a course, that's great. So that was two, two answers. Did any of those land for you with what you're trying to work out for you? Well, I feel like I'm, I'm a little bit of a different place. Like, like I'm going through, it's a, it's a group coaching program. And so there's a lot more interaction in it. And the, 
the confidentiality piece is really important to me. So while I do record our calls, I'm not going to, I'm not going to resell those, but what I do offer in between our training videos and they're short, they're usually between three to eight minutes long. Um, and I talk about different pieces of nutrition, different pieces of health, different, um, and that's their homework assignment between, and it's just me recording it. Um, and so I just keep building that out. And I guess what I'm trying to figure out is how do I, Okay, so this course was very difficult to sell into. Um, So probably my techniques are wrong. Like I didn't do a webinar or anything like that, but I think it could have been a lot more powerful if I had had some kind of webinar. And I don't know which, I don't know how to do that. Like how much, what do I pull from what I'm currently working on to do like a webinar, I guess. Maybe that would be. No, the webinar as a teaching tool or the webinar as a marketing tool, just so I'm clear. As As a marketing tool, I think. It's, it's definitely helpful, um, you know, for people to purchase into a high-end program or like a a coaching program, having some form of way for them to get to know you as a coach and your processes is, is important. Um, on the, the idea of like the, the coaching process that you're doing, you're talking about some of the resources and the videos that you do. I mean, all that stuff can be evergreen. I'm working with a consultant client right now. And uh, they're going to be producing a hybrid course, which 60 to 70% of the course is going to be pre-recorded, like high quality pre-recorded video lessons. And then the other 30 or 40% is going to be live coaching sessions that are anchored at really specific times during the program. And so doing hybrid courses is totally doable. Like if there's things like with the nutrition stuff that you're repeating every single group you work with, that stuff should be pre-recorded. It's like, all right, everybody this week, you're going to do this video, this video, and that video before our next session, and then go to the community and share what results or what comes up for you or, you know, offer some feedback. So um, I would say like it, it, hybrids are great. Can I offer just a quick um, reflection on this too for Brianna? Yeah. Um, One thing too, Brianna, for the webinars, if you're thinking about for marketing is realizing that you know far more, like what you think may take just one conversation for your clients who haven't heard it before may take five, for example. You don't need to share as much as you think you do in those webinars. Sometimes in those free classes, it's just about taking one tiny little idea and putting that out there and leading a free conversation around that. Or you could do a high level, very zoomed out. I mean, similar to what Brad did today. I mean, he's here teaching the course, he's taking the Q and A, but we only have an hour, 90 minutes together. And he can't go into super detail on every single one of these things. But what he is offering is just this initial look at kind of the landscape, the map of this process. And you have that too. And it's a value for people to see that. Whether they end up signing up with you or not, it will be a value to them to say, oh, here's this big idea kind of broken into pieces. Now I can get my mind around a little bit more. You can answer some questions. So I just wanted to share those couple of ideas too, that that when you, the, the classes you've seen from me, it's stuff that I'm very passionate about, but I just kind of like pick something. And I'm like, I want to talk about this with people. And I put it out there and I invite people to come and we have a conversation. Sometimes it's broader, kind of like my point of view in a nutshell. But there are lots of ways 
that you can just pick something you like and turn that into kind of your introductory, open to the public space that again becomes a value whether they ended up sign whether they end up signing on or not. But you know, you're not teaching the whole six week program in an hour. Um, so I hope that helps. Um, feel free to to just like keep if there are more questions, keep posting them. But I want to give some space to, I see Allie posted a couple of questions. The first thing she posted was, um, how do you get comfortable on film? And then how to condense information, especially if we like verbally processing and go on long. Allie, if you're here and you wanna come unmuted, feel free. But those were the two questions. How do you get comfortable on film and how to condense the info? I would say- There she is. The, the getting, Hey, Allie. Um, hey. The getting comfortable on film is just to start getting on camera as often <laughs> as possible and like have, you know, in the beginning, whether it's like inside of Allegra's community, start posting videos that you're creating just to get comfortable creating and sharing. And then when you feel really comfortable, start sharing with the world. Um, so yeah, just like experimenting and, and playing with it ultimately you know you can find your own artistic flair as well of like who do you want to be you get to create up your own your own internet personality that you get to be and it doesn't have to be what other people are you know essentially when we're watching people on the internet they're being a character they're expressing a certain personality uh that they have that is inherent but you know they're choosing which part of my personality am I going to express? Like when you watch different videos that we've made at Magic Media, whether it's like the trailer on our website, that's a very like businessy, professional personality. Whereas if you watch some of the Grady Course Adventure stuff, where I'm playing a hippie named Flo or Slick Rick or whatever, I'm playing these characters. Those are other like very quirky, weird parts of myself that got expressed. So. Um, you know, you can, you can play with that. And I'd just say like, you know, when you, sh after you've done a hundred videos, you're going to feel very comfortable stepping up and doing the thing. It just becomes a, it becomes a routine. It's kind of like, you know, going for your first day of work or like going for a job interview or something It's uncomfortable. It feels gross, but once <laughs> you, once you do it enough time. So I would just say, commit to it. Uh, commit to way more than one video a week when you're first starting out, like commit to a daily video for 30 days and you'll be comfortable in 30 days. So it's like, how soon do you want to be comfortable? Is it, do you want to be comfortable in two years from now? Or do you want to feel comfortable on video in like a month? And if it's a month then you got to do it every day, it's like how to learn the guitar. It's not picking it up for 60 minutes a week. It's picking it up every day for 10 minutes. And so if that's, if that's what you, if you want to be good at video, do it every day. Um, and then the second question is how do you condense? Um, that's, it's a really great thing. I would say start with long form. Um, so just write out whatever's inside of you that wants to come out and then mm -hmm. go through and ruthlessly delete half of it and only say what the most important pieces are. So, you know, before you start writing, write down in one sentence, what is my intention? What is the outcome I'm facilitating? with what I'm writing here. Like, what is the outcome I want people to walk away with by reading this? And just like many courses, the goal is to get them the result in as few words as possible, in as few steps as possible. So we're trying to like help make people's lives easier and better. And 
if we're being long-winded in our answers, uh, they might miss they might miss it, right? So again, it's going to take practice. But if you can, you know, write out whatever your script is and then delete half of it, that's condensed. <laughs> we did this. So we we wrote an ebook years ago. Um, and the e we're like, after we finished the ebook, we're like, who the hell reads ebooks anymore? And she's like, well, <laughs> let's make an interactive website. And so we ended up making this interactive website that was, um, you know, it was basically just all headlines. We turned the ebook into like the most important statements that, uh, that we could come up with for each of the main topics we're, we're speaking on. So, you know, if you can try and like focus on the statements there's a time for story and there's a time for statements and, and to be like really precise with your words. So it's ultimately, it's just a practice. Um, and it's a good one. I mean, if you find you're, you know, you're long winded in how you speak like this answer that I'm giving right now, <laughs> try to condense it. That's awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. I can share from experiences happening in this moment as I'm recording welcome videos for Misfit to Maverick. And the way that I condense them is by doing take after take, because I'm a verbal processor. So it's like I record it and it's through the recording of it that I'm like, that's too long. And then I record it again. And then I, so it, it also depends on your learning style. If you're more of a writer, then you write it all out and then edit it down. I'm more of like a performer, verbal processor. So I kind of can't know what to trim until I've recorded like the long version multiple times. And it's through the re-recording of it that it goes from seven minutes to six minutes to four minutes until it's like, okay, that's the key point. But what you see like is the result of that just hyper editing multiple times. And yeah. um just find find the journey that works for you depending on how you like to to get stuff out it can be painful too because it's like it's all important it feels like cutting a body part off it's like no not that section i loved that section but it's like well is that section fulfilling the purpose of the video or the article and awesome if it's it's either leading them towards or taking away um and just uh, so you know i have to be off at the top of the hour for a coaching session so Oh, okay. So, so you only have a few more minutes. I do. All right. I can go five. If I'm five minutes late, I'm sure it's fine. But. All right. Um, Marcus had a question. So Marcus, if Marcus, if you want to come off and, um, and shoot that our way. Sure. Hey, everybody. It's great to be here on this call. I'm feeling super excited and inspired. Brad, my question is, um, I had such a big, like, like a light bulb go off. Like, and I did this in my intent work, you know, in the workbook for building my course, which was like, I want to build this course, the why, because I need to move on from this work. And I'm, I don't, oh, I love that. I, I can't just like let it, it would be such a waste that 12 years of work. But the problem is that I have a whole new body of material that wants to come out. And as you know, I'm struggling with where to start, right? Because they're, they're connected, but they're two very different bodies of work. And I'm, I'm wondering, do you think, even though I'm less inspired by what I should do, what is like, you know, what I already know, um, should I stay with that just because I already know it or should I go with the more inspiring one, even though I'm still kind of figuring out and like, you know, build that as I go along. Uh, like where's the, where's the chi, where's the energy right now? You know, even though you've got that body of work from 12 years ago, maybe those were all tools you needed to develop in order to get to where you are, but maybe you're not supposed to be making monetizing that anymore. 
And Mm -hmm. by holding on to it, you're not letting yourself move forward into the future you're supposed to have. So I think it's like, get real with yourself of like, um, you know, for me, meditation was still something I was very much present and doing. And even while I was building my courses, I was transitioning out out of meditation. Um, and for you, like if the things that you developed, I mean, can some of those skills be incorporated to how you present what you really want to be doing? I mm-hmm. think it's like, you know, we need to remain authentic to where we are in our life journey right now and what is present and what are people asking of us mm-hmm. and where can our gifts be of most value at the moment? You know, the world's a pretty interesting place right now and so um where can your gifts be most useful for other people and i i would focus there like i wouldn't hold on to um the past because to me like when you described it it sounded stagnant that you were like well i have all these things and i should monetize them but and if that's not the case maybe i misunderstood but I think like, you know, you have so many talents, Marcus, just knowing you over the years and inside of the community, like there's a lot of things you could do. And I would say like, for now, choose one of those things and just go all in and and focus on that. Thanks for tuning in to today's Making Magic podcast. If you enjoyed it, please leave us a review. And if you didn't, remember, treat each other how you want to be treated. I invite you to come check out our Magic Media membership at magicmedia.com. That's M-A-J-I-K media.com. Our affordable, all-inclusive membership offers everything a purpose-driven creator could need to produce your educational content, engaging courses, and thriving online communities. The membership includes all of our premium courses, bi-monthly mastermind group coaching, and an inspiring, supportive community of fun-loving, dedicated entrepreneurs and creators to make magic on the internet with. See you there, and tune in next time.